I've got my my back to back World War champs. See if we can make it through this one. We can we've been through we've been through a lot. We can get through this. <laughs> can we though? <laughs> I think so. I mean, I, man, I don't know. I was the guy up until Friday that was like, ah, it'll blow over. We'll be fine by August. It'll be nothing. Well, I was thinking we'll be fine in three weeks, but. Yeah, doesn't seem to be the case. No, not at all. Have y'all schools started talking about um, online schooling? Yeah, we've already, we've kind of started doing that. Really? In the public schools? Y'all already have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of my friends, uh, some of my friends are teachers and they're talking about like kind of like going through the trainings right now of how to teach online and, and do that. And I see some of their videos and stuff are already teaching online. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been so relieved that I homeschooled. At yeah, least, right. At least my youngest, my oldest, but she's she was sad because she didn't want to go to summer school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it was irritating me. <laughs> the stupid uh because i still tangentially follow like what's going on in wrestling on occasion and all the wrestling fans that are like they better not cancel wrestlemania i'm like you nerds are gonna die from coronavirus so you can watch wrestlemania so you can watch guys pretend to fight each other you're gonna die over that they've canceled every other sport yeah everything just for the season's done that's crazy that's nuts well they suspended it they they, they can come back it's like Space Jam when they canceled the NBA season. Yeah, I saw that. It was like the little, it was like the, the monsters all around the basketball from Space Jam. It was like the last time NBA was canceled. <laughs> they're all afraid to get their talent stolen by aliens. The Illuminati has to tell us what they're going to do before they do it. Yeah. Ernie, what's up, Ernie? Oh, Ernie. Don't even try to act like you are anything conspiratorial. No, I've never been conspiratorial. That's why. <laughs> That's why I'm still semi-sane right now. That's why that's why you and my husband would go butthead like crazy. <laughs> I don't believe anything. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how I'm religious because I don't believe anything. It's the it's the I I dating via internet over laptops. That's for sure what we're not doing. Why? Yeah. What why? How do you connect those two? Because we're all in the field trying to make sure we have enough food for the harvest so we don't starve through the winter. That's how you but you don't have to check for your harvest all twenty four hours a day. And we don't all have like 13 kids <laughs> like they did in the 1850s when they needed farmhands, you know? Exactly. So growing a garden would be sufficient and efficient. <sighs> I don't know, man. Like I, you got you got to have the indoorsy people doing the indoorsy work and the outdoorsy people doing the outdoorsy work so that society functions properly. Yeah. It's like I can't in wait. A, in, uh, in a natural that, society, that yeah. But what about in yeah. a society that's all shut down? And there's Let's just say there's no grocery stores. Nothing. Nothing's like, open. Like Who's going to just right. wait it out. I mean, yeah, just wait, basically just wait it out. Start buying the stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to wait for China to make us a bunch of more stuff. And that's my problem with like organic people too. When they're like, "Oh, only local organic." It's like, yeah, that's, that's me. Cool. That's yeah, me. I know. That's cool if you want to live in a city of like thirty people. But if you want to have actual <laughs> metropolitan areas with industry and innovation, you got to have a lot of food to feed a lot of people. Yeah, it's a lot. Okay, so that, if everybody yeah. would grow and take care of their own food, then we have a lot of food to feed a lot of people because yeah, you're doing it yourself. That's the point. Like every, people have done forever. Right, but if every you know what they didn't have forever? Laptops and the internet and running water and all of that, that stuff. But that doesn't okay. mean we cannot have both. So Go here's ahead, the though. thing. Here's the thing. I would love to have 50 acres 
and cattle and animals and land and grow crops and grow all my own food, all my own meat, all, you know, raise my own livestock, all those things, but I'm not rich. So I can't do those things. True. And so if I ever become like super rich, then it's, it's amazing. Only, it used to be like, you know, 70, 80 years ago, only poor people had horses. Now it's only rich people have horses. So, and that's <laughs> this where we shifted is like to live simply like that on a ranch by yourself, you have to be a millionaire. Yeah. And it's no, like, that that's sucks. Not true. That's not true though. I mean, you can, you can, yeah. If for land, land's expensive. I can't yeah, just go buy I agree. land. I agree. You, ha- you have and to, got, you have to make Or if sacrifices. I live in an apartment, it's like, okay, it's, I'm, I'm living paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. I live in an apartment and just trying to like save up whatever. I'm not planting a garden. I just can't. Like literally have nowhere to plant a garden. You know, maybe on my balcony or something, plant plant a couple of tomatoes. But to have land, to even buy a house is like awesome. That's a goal to buy a house with a tiny yard and a tiny front yard. Well, I'm just saying to own (laughs) land and to own. What's your goal? What's your goal? What's your life? Your property goal? (laughs) What's I guess definitely not to. Okay, not fi- okay, okay. No, 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 no. You're right. Okay, I I would like to own land. I would like to build yeah. my own my own self sustaining house. Like that's why we're yes. in a fifth pool in the first that would place. Be, that'd be amazing. But as a part of like going to buy a house in the city, like like that's not what I want. But it, at all. but it costs more to buy a house in the country with lots of land. Yeah, but okay. So we went to okay, hippie hippie self coming out. We went to we went. To, <laughs> the, yeah, the tie dye didn't give it away right i was just i was dressing for the part we're, <laughs> we like, to... we're, we're like dressed opposite <laughs> <laughs> world war champs <laughs> i just want world peace that's awesome <laughs> uh, give war no, we went to we went to new mexico and looked at have you all heard of earth ships oh uh, vaguely yeah a little bit yeah, Earthship. So we went to New Mexico and looked at them, and they're like built out of like recycled material, like tires. And yeah, I don't want to live in like that. that. I, don't I do. Tire. I don't want to live in a trash I home. I'll do it. I'll do trash it. Home. It's not a trash home. It looked like a normal home after you mud it all up. <laughs> you got to put mud. mud on it. You're living not like a hobbit. Mud. You're oh living like gosh. a hobbit, dude. I don't want to live like a Tolkien character. This right, is why I don't want to do the comic thing because I'm going to read it and y'all are going to gang up on me and I'm going to be like, oh. Well, yeah, because in comic ship. books, they live in spaceships it? and stuff. It's awesome. Earth ship. Yes. See, Ernie said he'd Earth love ship? to have the magic green homes. And I'm yeah. guessing that's more like a Ernie wants yeah, like to live Earth in... ship self-sustaining. You collect, collect the water. Ernie the wants to live in Middle Earth. Water. Of course he wants one of those places. That's a yurt. I don't know what Middle Earth is, but I'm sure it's great. What? Now you just you really you did say? it now. Now everybody's turned on you. You don't know what Middle Earth is? I don't know what that is. <laughs> you don't know Middle Earth? No, I don't even know. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what what's Middle Earth? Well, it's, middle, it's Middle Earth, like an Earth and the Middle Earth and then another. Oh my earth. gosh, it's Lord of the Rings. It's where where Lord of the Rings oh, takes yeah. place. Yeah, it's Middle Earth. <laughs> I'm terrible at that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> Do you even read? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, we've established Abby buys books and then does not read them. So no, I've, I've been I've been buying all the books to save up in case we all get quarantined. So I have plenty to do. Like now, thing, I'm gonna read a lot say, of books. Next thing you know, you'll be saying you don't know what Candor is. Candleware. Candor. Candor. 
I don't know what candle. Of course you don't. These these airships actually look pretty cool. They're like hobbit holes, kind of. Yeah, they I don't want to really live cool. in a hobbit hole, man. Are you familiar with hobbit hole, Abby? You know what that is? Do you know what a hobbit is? I don't. Okay, hold on. You cut out a little bit. Say it again. Do you know what a hobbit hole is? I don't know. Hobbits. But if it's self-sustaining, oh it's God. awesome. It's Lord yeah, of the like Rings. From the Lord of the Rings, Hobbit. Yes. That's how you want to live. You want to be a hobbit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I never watched those movies or read those books, clearly. I'd be wow. fine with that. I don't want to. Yeah, I'd be all right with you, that. You would totally. I want to I wanna be, be able to grow my own food, have my own. Yeah. Totally. No, I don't want to. How much it. does this cost? I want to buy an earth ship. How much does it cost? How rich do I have to be? How much <laughs> how money rich do you have do to, have to have be to be can, homeless? You, exactly. can, you can build an earth ship from like 20. 70,000. Oh, is that all? <laughs> Hold on, you froze. Help say that number I again. Even have, I even have an Earthship coloring book. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I said I even have an Earthship coloring book. <laughs> yeah. Still frozen? I mean, it's 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 a good uh, – I, I, I want those things, too. I think a lot of people would. I think most people would want to live self-sustaining, have my own garden, have my own – chickens and, and whatever and stuff but it's like that's just i don't know like you can't the the amount of time and effort and money that goes into that and the return i think is something that we're not we're not used to because i can pay a couple bucks and get a whole thing of eggs you know mm. and over and over and over and over again and i don't have to ever lift a finger you know besides to just go go to the store but it's the time until you don't have the store well. to get the eggs at yeah, but the argument but that's you're making not the is world that we live in right. You're, you're, yeah, that's, that's, the that's, argument that's, you're making is that progress isn't good because something could go wrong. No, okay, once. no, 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 no. no. I'm just saying I'll I'll go to the store and buy eggs. And the one time the it store, happens, I'll go to the store and buy hamburger meat. But how many of us are actually prepared for if we can't go to the store to get eggs? If we can't go to the store to get hamburger meat, yeah. Then what? How many people are well, just doomed? But you can't live your life for the two even small weeks. gardens you know like the 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 amount the amount of time the grocery store is going to be closed or inaccessible or something's going to happen is a fraction of your entire life so you can't just live if that's going to be the only thing if you want to be if you want it to be healthier if you want to be even more in control of your own produce and things that's fine i think those are more reasonable long-term goals to to do those things not for the eight weeks a year that i'm gonna maybe not be able to make it to the grocery store you know, or it's going to be closed or something. I, that's that. That's not reason enough for most. For I think for a lot of people to put that much effort all the time into making into being self sustainable. But I think we should for other reasons, not for pandemic lockdown reasons. You know, because that does gonna is gonna happen, but the smallest fraction of your life. You know, I agree. But there are other reasons. I think there are other long term uh, reasons to be self sustainable. But again, it's money and effort and time and time and not is only money. that like Everything. you have to learn agriculture at this point none of us know how yeah. to do any of that like okay yeah that's a problem though like we're gonna have to put money and effort into time into something whether it's money into our electric bill water bill on a house that's not self-sustaining work if we're working a 40 hour 40 40 hour a week job i mean we're still going to be doing our putting our money somewhere using our time somewhere so like why not on a homestead that's gonna 
That's that's Dude, like my that's my because I have goal. to do those things plus a homestead. No one right. can't. I have allergies. Like, not even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're what I'm you call indoorsy. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, Mark Martinez said, "When are they going to get to the benefits of eating toilet paper?" That's true. <laughs> the benefits of it is never mind. Well, if you eat if you eat enough of it, you get constipated, and you don't have to use toilet paper anymore. Yeah, it just the hibernation the strategy. Out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hibernation. Dude, so I was looking up before we got on because I wanted to make sure I wasn't defaming China for no reason. Um like actual facts about the whole thing that's going on in China. Like, yeah. I, I still don't understand how it started, like why it started in China, but it's it a pangolin. It's a pangolin and bats. No, <laughs> they're eating a well, pangolin and bat soup over there. <laughs> that's how it started. I, I heard a couple of different things. One of them is at the wet markets. They have so many animals crammed into one place that it's easy for things to jump from one species to another. Yeah. So like bugs just jump and, and change over there. But yeah. apparently their first case was in November. That was the first yeah. like confirmed case in, in China. And they just were like, shh. Yeah, <laughs> Until February? Until <laughs> February, yeah. yeah. That, I think that was a big part of it was. Oh, definitely. Uh, was they had a problem. And then just the control, information control was like, okay, we're not going to say anything about, think about this. And there's actual uh, people being thrown in jail, people being persecuted for trying to say stuff to try mm -hmm. and. Uh, warn people. I mean, there's cell phone videos of doctors trying to get the word out, like, "Hey, well, there's this. This it's, it's going to be terrible. Everybody's getting infected. It's a flu, and everybody's getting sick, and it's a new sort of flu. It's a new disease, and those people all died. <laughs> and yeah, it's just the communist regime of information control, and then just and then it, they couldn't contain it. It's a lot like Chernobyl with the USSR." of like they're just wanting to save face on the world stage. And so like, oh, it's not a big deal. Oh, it's nothing. Oh, it's nothing. And it's like, no, it's like the freaking walking dead out there, you know? <laughs> and, and that's like, yeah, I think that's a lot, has a well, lot to do with it. It's still going on too, apparently. So just so everybody knows, I was looking this up on the Guardian and New York Times and everything, not like somebody's Facebook post, but uh, World Health Organization and the CDC have both been trying to offer help. Like, hey, we'll go over there and help you get this under control. And China is just like, radio silence on them like no we're good we got it don't worry about it yeah so yeah. china's gonna kill us all and <laughs> i think it's time we started seeing them for the enemy they are no but like the communist government is the real problem like the communist government it's crazy <laughs> that the communist government in china is a problem like clearly a lot of chinese people have died because the government was like we have to not talk about this yeah and i think that the, the, there's so many deaths that came out in china before because like over 50% of the men smoke and that yeah. was like, and that's the, that's the thing with this, with this coronavirus is that if you have any sort of health issues before you get it and then you get it, it's like so much worse for you. And if you're older and communist China doesn't care about old, their old people have nothing to contribute no, to society. All, yeah. So they literally just like sent them off somewhere to die and instead of actually taking care of them and so, which is the communist way. So that's, <laughs> I mean, that, so that's, that led to the numbers and just the healthcare. I mean, China, I mean, I've been there. It, it's a third world country. I mean, it really is like operating and, and trying to look like a first world country, but. So man, it's like every communist country that's ever existed. Yeah. It's just villages and just poor people stacked on top of people and just all over the place. Like we have those areas here in, in the United States as well and other countries and stuff, but it's just like the entire country is either 
either like a city that's like a village with people in apartments stacked on top of each other or actual village with like rice patties and stuff and and yeah it's just it's crazy and so that's where this thing spread and of course it did spread and then just went all over the place well that's what i was seeing too because like europe is the epicenter now and they were saying the problem in europe is kind of the same thing like everybody's a lot older in europe than they are in america on average they're a lot more unhealthy than they are over here on average it's just like each other yeah they all they're always in they kiss each other they're always touching it's just like a bad culture yeah so don't touch anybody is the Uh point but Which, then there's the know, mistakes. They, they don't just throw their old people in nursing homes like we do. Well, true. Yeah. True. And then there's the mistakes like what happened to you guys in San Antonio where the guy was like, got tested for it and they're like, oh, oh you don't mall. have it. And then he went to the mall and then they're like, oh, wait, you do have yeah. it. Or yeah, like, they, well, no, they told her she probably didn't have it. And she was like, okay, I guess. And then went to the mall and then she didn't feel good. And was like, no, I think I definitely have it. And then went back and they were like, oh yeah, you do have it. Sorry. And then today, like in my town, they releases like two confirmed cases, like for the first time. So we were like in yellow today, which is like no cases. And then we got moved to orange, which is we have two confirmed cases. But at the same time today, they released an article that said they're just now opening a testing center for it today. And it'll take days to reach back. So I'm like, how do we have two confirmed cases of just now? I guess maybe they're just opening. Maybe they've been testing. Maybe they just made it like a citywide a testing. Thing. Yeah, maybe so it's getting crazy i i don't know i was like every time i get on youtube there's a little clip in the corner of like the some government official saying something about what's going on and i keep hearing about new we're closing these and now these are closing and then maybe we're doing a curfew and possibly we're doing a lockdown and maybe three months maybe eight months we'll see how it goes so it's like nobody has any idea what's going on or what's going to happen because this is like an unprecedented disease like we don't know what it is we don't know where it came from we don't know how to cure it we don't know what to do about it yeah it's crazy and my husband was saying and what brought what brought this to mind was ernie said only two percent of confirmed cases of cov what is it called is it covid19 COVID are children under 19 yeah and and my husband was saying that too that it doesn't seem to be affecting the smaller children like it is the adults which is super interesting yeah that's crazy uh Dr. James White was talking about how even not this even is, adults. Yeah. He was saying how this is a, a Darwinist dream. Like the COVID-19 disease is the perfect Darwinist scenario because it only kills off the old and sick and leaves the young good to go. Yeah. Can't reproduce and contribute to society yeah, and you're out. just kill them off. So yeah. Like that's that's the naturalist. Yeah, that's what you do. Right. So Jared was saying, Jared yeah. Palmer, what's up, bro? Uh, he was saying there's not enough tests that the most likely 10 times what's actually confirmed, but we haven't tested for it. So we don't know, which I've heard too today that San Antonio maybe has a lot of people that are carrying it that just aren't showing symptoms, but we don't know because we're not testing. So what are you going to do? Yeah. But I mean, you know, that's what makes it so dangerous is that you don't know. you. And we lost him. He's frozen. Yeah, he froze. (laughs) I think he was going to say, you, yeah, no, you're back on. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, you're frozen. It's COVID-19. <laughs> it's in the computer. It's computer virus. <laughs> it's going to be like Independence Day. A little uh, skull is going to pop up and laugh, and then the computer is going to shut down. <laughs> yeah. 
they were like the the Jurassic Park. Uh uh uh. Didn't say the magic word. <laughs> I hate that guy. I've always hated him from that point on. Before even um, I knew him as Newman. Newman. Uh, I didn't even know him as Newman. He was just Newman. a guy from Jurassic Park, and I hated him. <laughs> yeah. So I know that's what I was saying. No one, no one's asking about COVID one through eighteen. You know <laughs> what's going on with that? We're we're at COVID nineteen, but. We've skipped a, uh, skipped a lot. We're COVID 20 now. That's going to be a bad one. When 20 drops, none of us are ready for it. I don't right. know. Do I'm you, curious. Go ahead, right. Julian. Do you think we're going to be no. good by summertime? That's what people keep saying once it warms up. I guess that like is going to help with this with the flu. Like Once the flu season kind of dies down itself, it'll be better, but I don't know. I guess we'll just and then see. If it does, is it going to be like, oh, we're in Corona season? Like, is this with us forever now? Is this just a thing we got to prep for every oh, year? Yeah. Right? Yeah, we're going to make a vaccine and yeah, we're going to make a vaccine and then that's going to be it. And this is here to stay. I mean, it's not going to just like be eradicated. That's yeah. crazy that just in our in our lifetime, <laughs> this past week, a new virus showed up and it's like, hey, this is a new thing that we all have to deal with forever now. Yep. Like SARS and MERS yeah. and H1N1 and all that. And it's the one that got so us. Like SARS, SARS right. didn't really stop anything. H1N1 didn't really stop anything. Ebola hasn't really stopped anything. But this one's the one yeah. that was like, can't do anything. Yep. Crazy. So do we want to get into the – so the world's freaking out. Everybody's buying toilet paper. Everybody's <laughs> going nuts and stuff. And Everybody's stocking up on gold. The memes have been on point, and uh, but uh, so do we want we want to talk about now as far as what's the Christian's response to this? We see this fear, right. we see this anxiety, um, panic, and things. It's like okay, well, we're not just like subject to the whims of of, of culture and nature and, and all these things. We believe that there's something higher, you know, something you know, an actual God who created this universe, created us in the world and is in control who is sovereign this doesn't take him by surprise he's not he's not panicking he's not freaking out trying to figure out a plan for this uh so we want to kind of talk about those things how we should respond or how we, how we have been responding or how we've seen other people respond as christians uh who believe in god and the bible to this situation well i mean <laughs> how are y'all i think i think it'd be good to like how are y'all responding to it personally and then how do you think we should respond like from a Christian standpoint, you know what I mean? Like uh, for your own families and like, what are y'all's, what is y'all's response? It took me a couple of days to get into like, to calm down a little bit. Like if, if you're on the internet, you're freaking out. That's all that, like, as soon as people start talking about it, you're freaking out. So it's because they're just giving you the worst case scenario. That's all you're hearing yeah. is the worst case scenario. So yeah. it, it took some unplugging and like getting off of all of this stuff to like refocus and reframe and be like, okay, pause the noise, just re reassess the situation from the actual thing that you say you believe. Like, how do you, how should you be responding to it? Not how are you currently responding to it? And it's still kind of dire. Like it's still kind of, it's not dire, but it's still kind of dour, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Kind of sad still, but it's a little more like, well, I mean, if this is what is the will of God, this is what is the will of, you know, what are you going to do? You praise God and keep living and until you, if you until you can't. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, a lot of people on Facebook have been like 
a lot of people are pre-milled dispies too. So that's the, see all these highlighted Bible verses about how like this is, you knew it was coming next to the locusts. Uh, Did you see Gavin's uh, post? He posted something. It's like all dispensations being like, it's like the seven headed dragon in the world. (laughs) (laughs) It's true though. Yeah. I mean, if you believe, take revelation literally. Yeah. Wilson had a. I was listening to. I don't know if you heard um, blog and May blog today. No, I heard today. I did see his little video he had on the coronavirus. No, so. he did a. He did a whole blog on it. And he was saying, <laughs> he was saying the two problems we have right now are the virus and the panic, and both mm-hmm. of those are bad because the the yeah. virus is bad because it's actually having ramifications. And the panic is bad because it's having worse ramifications. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made a, a kind of a funny point, kind of a pithy point. It was just kind of interesting when I thought about it. He was saying he doesn't know. He's not saying that it'll guarantee that this will all go away, but now might be a good time for China to release the pastor from prison and repent of their persecution of the church. And maybe, maybe America should start repenting for its uh, abortion. And maybe (laughs) that'll help a little bit. No guarantees, but it might help. Uh, Yeah. What do y'all think about that? Just like a nation in rebellion. I mean, but it's not just our, it's just not the, our nation. It's the entire world. Yeah. The entire so, world, but the like, entire world is in really rebellion. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but we've always have been. So why now? Like why, you know, I, I think it's very, I, I don't think Doug Wilson was doing this, but I think it's, it's very, it's inappropriate to, well, I, I question the appropriateness of saying, well, this is happening because X, Y, and Z. Right. Yeah. Cause that's just what like people were saying about, uh, uh, hurricane Katrina. And, right. Right. New Orleans, you know, of like the Big Easy and the Bourbon Street and the Voodoo and like all the, you know, Mardi Gras and all this stuff. It's like, oh, see, here we go. See, that's they desert. And it's like, that's so insane. Like, what about Las Vegas? It's literally called Sin City. <laughs> why didn't a hurricane hit there? Or like, why hasn't that been blown off the map yet? So there's just things that just don't make sense when you say like, oh, God's doing this because, because of this or because of that. It's like, but, that, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's, Sure. Maybe. I don't know. Like that's, we can't say <laughs> this is why God's doing it, you know, right, but it also right. rains on the just and the unjust. Right. So it's not, you know, a pastor, a faithful pastor gets cancer and dies, you know, it's like, okay, explain that, explain Job. What did Job do? Right. That's kind of like Job's okay. to say that is like Job's friends saying, Oh, this is why your family died and you're covered in boils. This is why, you know, it's like, no, it's not. Job was faithful. It's just, it's not how it works. I have had the attitude of, uh, I, I don't want to say because of this, this is why this is happening, but it's it's almost like a, well, I mean, you get what you deserve a little bit, you know? <laughs> like, but I mean, the wages of sin is death. So if right. we got what we deserve, we would all just drop dead, which, I mean, that's another thing too. Like someone posted something about like <laughs> this man standing up to this big monster of coronavirus. And it's like, my God's bigger than you. And it's like, yeah, and the cap, someone posted in the caption. I was like, God will let you die. <laughs> Wash your hands. <laughs> you know, well, that's, like, that's I mean, true. that's the other side of the, because there's two sides of, of uh, extremes on this is the one is like, it's the end of the world. And the other side, it's like, it's fine. I'm still going to go to the movies. It's not, it. I'm going to the sports game. Nothing that's matters. Ernie. Er, fine, Ernie's out there. Ernie's, Ernie's out there living his best life. Yeah. <laughs> There's no crowds. He's living it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the truth yeah. is somewhere in the middle, right? I mean, it's not mm-hmm. on either extreme, I would imagine. Yeah. 
I mean, like you said, on the on the one hand, God will let you die. <laughs> There's no like. I mean, that is perfectly reasonable to be for for that to be His will. You can't uh, right for for you to die, and and it's like okay, what? And, and maybe that's something we could talk about too. The the idea of discernment and wisdom and uh not saying these are opposite but like faith in god and just like i'm gonna just mm-hmm. lick a doorknob and have faith <laughs> in god and it's like no that's not that's not what that means first of all but i think there is some of that mentality of like don't worry don't even stop anything just continue to hug everyone you see and, well i mean uh, past that too I've, I've seen a lot of like god is for you nothing will a lot of people posting psalms right now you know like in the wrong context psalm's truth psalm is truth i mean it is truth but it doesn't mean like you said the right psalm now you're immortal you know <laughs> we have eternal life bro yeah i mean that's that's Death kind of the nice thing right but that's kind of the you know the eternal life is the thing that's secured after death not <laughs> before on this side you know what i mean like yeah there's, there was a lot of Jews that were reciting the Psalms when uh, when the Babylonians showed up and took them away. Like, you know, just yeah. the things, the Psalm is not your, your free pass to immunity from all hardship ever. Like, it doesn't yeah. work that way. Yeah. What do you but, think, Abby? You can jump she's in. frozen. Go on back and forth. I lost y'all for a minute there. I think you're back. So what what's your... Yeah. What's your homestead hippie attitude towards all this? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel like, I feel like I'm a little different than both of you guys in a little bit of a way. I mean, I have a hundred percent faith. I'm God's sovereign. No matter what happens, happens. Um, I feel like sickness, even like um, you said, you know, they're going to create a vaccine for it. And it's going to be something we're going to deal with forever. If, even if they did create a vaccine that magically healed all diseases, another disease is going to pop up after that one. You know what I mean? That's kind of part of living in a fallen world hmm. is sickness. And we should expect sickness just like we should physical pain or anything else. But um, at the same time, I also feel like there's a sense of Almost like, um, what is it, the par- the fence on the roof in the Old Testament, how that was right. kind of like, look out for your neighbors, yeah. care for each other. Mm-hmm. There should also be a sense yeah. of washing your hands, wearing a mm-hmm. mask if you're sick, like caring about others, caring about <clears throat> keeping keeping others out of harm's way. But at the same time, if it's if it's, if it's it's God's will that we all die from coronavirus, everyone's going to die. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. so it's kind of like, we, we, should, we should practice things that we can according to our thinking and according to our wisdom. But in reality, no. For that finite knowledge, God, too. Yeah. Right. According to God's wisdom, all His will will happen no matter what. Mm. But yeah. in our own wisdom, we should be able to practice what we think is best for others and our family. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it today. I was while I was doing. I was supposed to be doing work training, but it was a lot of videos, and I was getting bored. Um, when we start panicking like this, like we start to kind of reveal our hand that we think we have control over things. Mm-hmm. Like, as much as we say that right. we believe God is sovereign, like, when we start freaking out about this kind of stuff, like, what are we going to do? I got to do this. I got to do this. Like, you're revealing, like, oh, you thought you were in control. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this is, it's just kind of like a subtle, not I mean, not subtle, but it's kind of a reminder that, like, no, you're not. You don't have any, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. But you can't, you can't, literally, you can't extend your life by one day. Well, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. This is not in your hands. Right. But at the same time, God can use your 
planning, planning to, you know what I mean? Like you're planning and you're like, like next year. Okay. Next year, let's say this all goes away. Okay. Mm -hmm. For, for us, I would love to have like a five, five gallon glass dill of beans, rice, water, just the necessities, (laughs) the necessities for 30 days. Okay. If, if, if I'm going to die in 30 days, I'm going to die in 30 days, no matter what. But at the same time, like, when, when does it become irresponsible not to have anything and only rely on the stores? And when does it become, do you, do you guys know what I'm saying? Like, I think yeah, I'm, no, I I'm, ba- yeah. I'm battling, I'm battling that a little bit. I where, think. where does, where does faith and responsibility intersect? Like where's right. the, yeah. Right. Faith right. over circumstances and then, but also like wisdom and discernment and, mm. right. and acting wisely. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Cause like, especially it, it, where it becomes really difficult for me is when we've got, the government saying, Hey, don't do this. Don't do that. We're doing a curfew. Something to me that kind of just kind of bristles against that of like, well, I, I'm all for care. Like I was going to do it to care for my neighbor, but now you're telling me to do it. And so now it's like just sort of this like rebellion thing of like, well, now I don't want to because you're, <laughs> you're telling me to do it. Right. You know, and I've seen a like, lot of that. Not, that's okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's and not, I think we need to grow out of it. I grow up a little, I guess. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when you do that kind of thing, you're not, that is uh, the opposite of love for neighbor. Like if the idea is like, Hey, if you don't go outside and we all kind of contain ourselves, we can mm-hmm. slow this down. But if everybody's like, no, I'm just going to live my life. It's like, okay, you've immediately put yourself before everybody else. Now you're just selfish. Yeah. And I mean, and this isn't like, and, and something that was kind of pointed out to me um, was that a good point is that this is not, they're not saying churches don't meet they're saying nobody meet, right? Don't, you know, they're saying that to the bars and to the clubs and stuff too. It's like they're shutting those down as well. So it's not like this Christian persecution against like because you're Christian, we're going to close. We don't want you to meet. We don't want you to talk about Jesus. We don't want you. It's like no, we don't want you like with like around each other to get each other sick. You know, and it's how a many, completely different thing. How many yeah. bars were were losing it after they spent all that money on green beer and they couldn't open up? Dude. <laughs> St. St. Patrick's Day. It's insane. Yeah. Somebody posted a video of like some place in Dublin and uh, like some, I guess, popular street or corner with bars and stuff in Dublin last year versus this year. And it was insane. I think last year it looked like Mardi Gras and it was all crazy. <laughs> and this year it's just like nobody there. It's so weird. It's nuts, man. <laughs> Guinness put out a commercial yeah. that was on YouTube all day about it. Like, you know, as long oh, as really? you're with people that you can call friends or family, it's always St. Patrick's Day. And I was like, all right, Guinness, whatever. But only 10 of only them. <laughs> less than 10. Your aunt's not invited. Yeah. If you're talking to me, I lost y'all again. Uh, we were talking no, about, yeah, Guinness had a commercial oh. there. They were saying as long as you can get together with people you care about, it's still St. Patrick's Day for you. But <laughs> No. It's, well, we it's can't. Crazy. So, <laughs> so it's not. <laughs> so it's not for the Patrick's Day anymore. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, who, um, who wants to who wants to address Ernie? Because he said the only guy who believes in free will here is the only one who has zero concern. And then he said, "Y'all are cracking me up here. Unless you are talking abstract theology, the way you talk is as if you have a choice in the matter, well, i.e., the, as if you have free will." The the question Ernie doesn't understand our our worldview. He he he's he's atta- he attacks straw men and he doesn't understand that he thinks when we Whoa. say God is sovereign <laughs> that that we are robots and that uh, anybody who says Calvinists are robots has no clue what they're talking about. They they just literally have not. <laughs> he can yeah. defend himself. Yeah, I I don't know. It's the the whole. I mean, just talking about 
the fact that China had this going on since early November and it kept it hush hush and they're refusing any help and they're silencing like to see a wicked government in action and then say, yeah, and we have free will and I feel perfectly secure in that. Like how, yeah. how, how do you have any, any security in any of that? I don't, I don't understand. I know it's kind of like, you know, it's like, Oh, speaking with an atheist or something they say, uh, how can I believe in God after the Holocaust? how can you believe in man after the holocaust you know like what are you what are we supposed to believe in the un <laughs> no like <laughs> this is so stupid so yeah um aaron said that i it's it froze his solomon froze right when he said <laughs> anyone who thinks calvinists are robots have no clue <laughs> oh okay facebook's yeah face yeah facebook's i think not it keeps, great. yeah i think it keeps cutting us out like in the middle of it well, I mean, everybody at Facebook went home. <laughs> Nobody's there monitoring this stuff. No one's working. <laughs> yeah. It's nuts, man. I never thought in my lifetime I'd see like a, a complete shutdown of everything. It's crazy. Right? This is big, this is having more impact on our daily lives than 9-11 did. I mean, uh, yeah. where were y'all? Where were y'all in 9-11? Like, Sixth I was, grade. On 9/11? Yeah, I was in like Sixth second grade. period math class in like seventh grade. Eighth grade, maybe. Yeah. Sixth grade history. Would y'all, y'all go, go home? What did y'all do? Like, no, we stayed at school weird. the whole, like they rolled a TV out so we could keep track of what was going on, but we were still there. Like nobody left. Yeah. I don't think we did either until, yeah, I think we stayed. Oh, I was homeschooled. So we were at home and uh, my mom kind of kept the news on kind of, it was in the morning. And so we were just kind of getting our day started and stuff. And uh, my mom had on, I think like the Today Show or something. And she was like, Hey, y'all come in here. So we went in there and uh, it was right after the first plane hit. And she was like, uh, that, that, a plane hit. Like, look at this. Like, it was crazy. It was just like, wow, insane. Like, what the yeah. I was like, wow, those are the buildings from Home Alone. That's crazy. <laughs> I didn't know what they were. I didn't know like the Twin Tower. I didn't know what the significance of them. I was just like, wow, that's really crazy. And then they were talking about it. Like, could be an attack. We don't know. Or it's a plane hit. And then another plane went down over here, whatever. And then, this this i saw live the second the second plane yeah. hit the second tower and i was like holy crap that's crazy and uh yeah then it was like okay this is clearly like an attack or whatever and i think we went to my grandparents and we were kind of like freaking out a little bit but it wasn't like it wasn't like this people like i said people stayed in school people went to work people yeah. just kind of stayed and even the weeks afterwards it wasn't like no yeah. one was buying up toilet paper or anything <laughs> and <laughs> freaking out i guess the only other time like that as far as like a run on the grocery stores and stuff was y2k the year 2000 when everybody thought all the computers were gonna crash or whatever there were people like hoarding bottle like uh big barrels of water and, and canned food and stuff and like doomsday yeah, not, and stuff. not like this though this is this is the worst i've probably seen it in my whole 30 years <laughs> yeah the last before this the last sure. time that i can think of something like bad was when Last, last now I don't even think it was last year. Whatever the last hurricane that hit the Gulf Coast was, and Harvey, every, or like yeah, and everybody thought that it was going to be like gas wasn't going to come in, yeah. and so they made a run on the gas oh. stations, and all the gas stations were empty. Yes, yes. Wine, that was wine. horrible. That was yeah. terrible. I was actually me and my family were actually going on a trip from San Antonio to Fort, to Fort Worth <laughs> for a baseball game for a Ranger game, and we had to go. We like we had the tickets and everything was ready, and oh, man. we were going. I was like, I was like half a tank. And they're like, all right, we're just going to go. And all the gas stations out going out of town were all empty. And we just kept going. It's like, 
we got we're gonna reach a point of no return eventually we got to turn around and she can't go <laughs> but we finally found a gas station filled up i i managed to find one that was new like it had just been built so nobody really knew it was there and that was the only place i could fill up but it was crazy but yeah this is worse than that like luckily it hasn't been gas i've still been able to drive but i can't go anywhere so it doesn't really matter yeah and you you sent me and i think we posted it too the martin luther quote about the black plague when that was going on which obviously was a million times worse than this like it was just a third i think a third of europe died from that (laughs) Yeah. And he had the attitude of like, well, you know, if this is the will of God, this is the will of God. I'm not going to make it worse, but I know I can't stop it. So. Yeah, that's, yeah, that was pretty insane. Cause they already didn't have like amazing resources and stores where they could just go buy up a bunch of food or whatever. It was just, Hey, we're all dying. And right. we're too sick to, to farm. And <laughs> that's just what it was. But, I mean, and even before that hit, it's not like their life was great anyway. Life expectancy already wasn't great, you know? <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. well, now it's knocked off 20 years, so. And there's no news, like instant news of like, hey, it's here. Hey, it's there. Here's the statistics. Here's the, you know, there's no CDC, yeah. you know, taking, like looking at everything. I mean, that might be the one saving grace of all this is that we actually can get like up to the minute. Like, this is what we're doing. This is what we need to do. This is what's going to help us. Yeah. If we didn't have that, not it could be worse. <laughs> Yeah, which is why we sure. can't all be farmers. We have to have people making laptops. But <laughs> if we were out on a, on a farm somewhere, we probably wouldn't get it, right? You think they're cool in Montana? Like they're not freaking out at all? It's a lot of social distance, so. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Already social distancing. Yeah, let me read that thing from Martin Luther just because I don't know if everybody like saw it. We posted it on our Time and Place Facebook page, but um, let me just read it. It's just a few sentences, but. Um, Martin Luther uh, in the 16th century response to panic about the bubonic plague. He said, um, you ought to think this way very well by God's decree. The enemy has sent us poison and deadly ophel. Therefore, I shall ask God mercifully to protect us. Then I shall fumigate, help purify the air, administer medicine and take it. I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed in order not to become contaminated and thus perchance infect and pollute others. And so cause their death as a result of my negligence. If God should wish to take me, he will surely find me, and I have done what he has expected of me, and so I am not responsible for either my own death or the death of others. If my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid place or person, but will go freely. And, yeah, it's kind of like a lot of stuff we're hearing right now. Yeah. Like, you know, just don't don't contaminate others. You know, you you might be okay because you're healthy and young whatever, but you could give it to somebody else, and so that's your result of your negligence and stuff. But I also really like if my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid place or person, but will mm-hmm. go freely. And that's something that somebody in our church was saying, like, uh, look in your neighborhood. And if there's an old couple or if there's somebody uh, who can't make it to the store or whatever, go to the store for them. Uh, go to the grocery store for, for family members and for old people or for whatever. And uh, really just see this as an opportunity to care for each other. And I think that's, that's like a, a good Christian response to this is, seeing this as an opportunity to care for people uh, in a real practical way uh, of, of just like, look, I can, I, what, what can I do? Can I mow your lawn? Can I run to the store for you? Can I go pick up your mat? Like whatever, like whatever I can do, uh, go get food for you. Like kind of like what our family's doing, but just um, in that, I have seen that happen. I've, I've seen people doing that. And that's really been cool to see uh, just people's people just helping each other out like that. And like, Hey, they've got, 
toilet paper over here, hey, whatever and this, and you know, just being able to or buying a bunch and then giving it to family, you know, knowing people were going to need this stuff and then just giving it away. I've seen stuff like that too. So I think that is like a great Christian response uh, to this situation. I like what you said too about if God's going to take me, he's going to find me. Like if, if you're going yeah. to go, I think Abby, I think you said that, like, you know, you believe God's sovereign. If you're going to die from Corona, you're going to die from Corona. If you're not, you're not. But what, what he said stuck out. Cause it's like, if he's going to take me, he's going to find me. So let have let him find me doing what he wants me to be doing, which is, caring for each other, loving your neighbor. Uh, the thought I had this week that kind of switched it a little bit, I'm still a little paranoid, but a little less so, is uh, to actually be in the word and in prayer as opposed to being on the news down, up to the sec, up to the minute updates. Like, you know what's going on. It's not good. <laughs> you can find it at any time. It's going to be there. That's yeah. okay. So as opposed to just like, you know, worrying yourself into a panic, like actually spend time in communion with god like actually you know especially now that we've got nothing but time what, what else are we doing yeah well i'm working still like super busy <laughs> so that's what people say like oh you got a lot of time on your hands read some books and so i was like i'm still working eight to five pretty much like not missing a step like super busy and i got the kids you know running around while i'm trying to work from home and um yeah it's been my days are pretty pretty busy still so I'm still in training, so I'm still leaving kind of early, but I'm still, so it's not yeah. terrible. I do got a stack of comics I'm trying to work through, but it's it harder and harder to read them every day. Yeah, man, I've been reading through 100 bullets again, and so freaking good. I still haven't. I, I went. I went through a list of Vertigo books the other day to see which ones I haven't read that I need to pick up and read. But nice. I've got like yeah. DMZ one through six on my tablet that I got to go through. Nice. All right, that's it. That's that's for the say that for the comic book podcast. We're not we're not on the air now. Um, I do want to read through some uh, some scripture that I, there's this really good podcast called the Think Podcast, and it's sort of like a Christian apologetics podcast. And um, he had this episode that just came out, and it was like 11, 11 verses for the coronavirus. And uh, I don't, I'm not going to go through all the eleven of them, but um, there were some that were like really good, like just passages through a couple through Psalm, Isaiah, John, um, that I, I think would be beneficial to kind of just go through right now um the first one is psalm 103 and he was saying like this is uh kind of like the hospital visit psalm like you go as a pastor if you go visit someone sick or, or whatever um so psalm 103 says uh, bless the lord O my soul and all that is within me bless it bless his holy name bless the lord O my soul and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your iniquity who heals all your diseases who redeems your life from the pit who crowns you from stead with steadfast love and mercy who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles the lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed who he made known his ways to moses his acts to the evil to the people of israel the lord is merciful and gracious slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love he will not uh he will not always chide nor he will he keep his anger forever he does not deal with his us according to our sins or nor repay us according to our iniquities for as high as the heavens are above the earth as great is the his steadfast love toward those who fear him as far as the east is from the west so far so far does he remove your transgressions from us as a father shows compassion to his children so the lord shows compassion to those who fear him for he knows our frame he remembers that we are dust as for man his days are like grass he flourishes like a flower of the field for the wind passes over and it is gone and its place knows it no more. 
the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of, of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, all his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, all my soul. I just thought that was really like comforting. My mom said on here, the Psalms are comforting. I was like, they are. They really are. Like, <laughs> it's you know not what's... bad to read them, and especially this time. I don't know if you follow uh, Streetlights Bible. They're like a, they're basically an audio Bible where they got a bunch of uh, Christian hip hop guys to do spoken word readings of like the Bible mm. it, from the, the New Living Translation. So it's like as modern English as you can get. Yeah. And they got like a, a good beat behind it. But yeah. they just put out, I think this week, Psalm 1 through 40. They like just huh. dropped it right as this was going on. So yeah. I put that on I, this morning. I was like, I need something. But let me, let me listen to this while I'm getting ready. Yeah. But it's interesting because like it is, there's, it, it's comforting and um, almost a little bit chastising at the same time. Because you see it flip back and forth with David where half the time he's like, bless the Lord. Half the time he's like, Lord, save me. Half the time, you know save me thank you for kill saving my me. enemies yeah kill my yeah. enemies thank you for killing you know it's just back and forth back but the, the thing that's consistent through the psalms is always the focus on god either being the deliverer or the one who punishes or the one who saves like yeah. always 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 it was back to focus on god focus on god focus on god like that was the the real root that i kind of got stuck in with it today that was yeah and i guess that's the problem like when we get into these situations it's it's peter on the water man he's not looking at christ he's looking at the water and then it starts sinking in yeah but i don't know i mean you know the weird <laughs> the kind of out there thought i had this week was what if everybody dies and then society has to start over how are they going to do biblical textual criticism after this like are they <laughs> they're going to be going through digs <laughs> i know it's a weird thought but they're going to be going through digs and they're going to have like uh somebody's esv and they're gonna be like oh well this was only found in 2020 this ki- this king james was found in 1988 so it's, no. This one has more, I don't know, I was thinking weird thoughts like that. Like, what if society started over? No, we'll have plenty of... Uh... Abby, your mic might be off. We can't hear you at all. Yeah, you're muted. How's that? Go for there it. There you go. I was going to say, are you saying that if that happens, society's going to have a lot of King James onlyest? King James onlyest? <laughs> no. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, ESV, nah. Yeah, yeah they're going to be like, that's a modern text. It's unreliable. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'd love to do a King James only debate with somebody or discussion or something. I mean, man, can we find somebody who's like level-headed and willing to talk? That's the hard part too. Yeah, what was that one guy I even said? I don't know. Hey, I'll read that book by uh, Peter Ruckman. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll, I'll read that book, and because uh, that Peter Ruckman's book was basically a counter to James White's King James only controversy which I read and I, he was, so this book is, was the King James only response to that book. And I still maybe want to read it, but, but uh, James White quotes a lot from it and he goes kind of through Peter Ruckman and a guy is just an insane person. He's just nuts. Like it's not even worth <laughs> he's just emotional and just like weird. It's just like personal attacks left and right. And it's like, I, I'm not going to read this guy. He's not thinking. It's just weird. Yeah. Uh, well, they uh, 
Dr. White quoted a tweet today where it was like, I, I don't remember who it was, but they were like, if anyone doesn't believe James White is a reprobate, uh, he worked on the NS, N, NASB committee and they've altered the text of the Bible. So therefore his name's blotted out from the book of life and he can never be saved. So there. Yeah. Like that was their foundation. Part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone had their doubts, just remember that James White is uh, irredeemable. Yeah. Uh, you want to look at the comments and see? I don't know like what's kind of been yeah, let's see what's going, going on. on. Who's do you know Drew Pond? Is he somebody yeah. you know? Okay. Yeah, he's like my best friend, man. He's okay, uh cool, cool. Yeah, he's a best man at my wedding and um yeah. When I see people I don't know, I'm assuming they know one of you guys, so <laughs> Yeah. Believe it or not, Anna Benavidez Gonzalez is my mom. So that one I knew. <laughs> that was the ones I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, Honestly, we got to get my, my, mom, my mom. I got to get my mom watching this so all three of them can just criticize right? this from every angle. All the moms. <laughs> yeah, just tell us what we're doing wrong. Get in there. <laughs> we have two out of yeah. the three. Yeah. Um. So, what? So, what do y'all think about churches closing? I know that was kind of a, a thing of like canceling church. Don't don't meet anymore. Government's mm. telling churches to not assemble. And we're just saying, okay, but not because you told us not to, but because we want to actually care for our neighbor and it's right. the wise thing to do. But I, I have seen, especially from like Jeff Durbin and stuff of uh, and like uh, Saita and Bruden Cade. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I even saw something Doug Wilson was saying, like, uh, you know, the church, church assembled for, in fear of greater things than a bug or something like that. You know, I guess talking about like, first you know, I, first I heard him say the opposite in his podcast though. Yeah, he did. I, then I watched that video about the yeah. coronavirus, and, they were, and uh, the guy was asking him, like, what, uh, so would you close church? And he's like, yeah, I probably would for, you know, if that's, <laughs> if we have some cases in Idaho, you know, and uh, so I was like, okay, well, that's, yeah, I think that's the right response. But yeah, what do you guys think, think so. about just, like, churches closing? Because we've kind of talked about a little, a little bit about that offline, but um, I thought that might be something to kind of focus on of not assembling as a church. I saw Cy going hard in the paint on Twitter about it, and I I thought he was off. I was like, "This is the, you're taking the wrong side. <laughs> this is the that's wrong the only, thing to fight over." That's the only way Cy can do anything in the paint. <laughs> it's just, it's like go crazy on you. Yeah, no, I mean, I think especially like somewhere like here, where like we were saying, they think there's more cases than we know about, and we do have a couple confirmed. It's not the worst idea to be like, "Hey, we're gonna close just so we don't have a large group of people for a while, and we'll monitor the situation." It's not like they're saying. The church is closed forever. We can't meet mm-hmm. it all right. anymore. Yeah. And and a lot of churches have the option to live stream now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of people can live stream and they can still do, I mean, you can still hear the sermon. You can still, I mean, you are missing fellowship, but at the same time, where's the boundary between looking out for others and being responsible for others? And yeah, not, I mean, not, not, but you know what I mean? The boundary of. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'll be right back. Okay. I mean, we've talked about this before on other things that we had. Oh, I don't know if I talked to you about it. Maybe it was Heather I was talking to about it. But like in, med- in medical issues in general, like I-, I don't think that we do think about it as an issue of loving your neighbor, you know? Right. Uh, and I'm sure we'll have a longer discussion about vaccination stuff later before because I talked about that angle with her before. Where I was like, well, it's kind of an issue of loving your neighbor, like if, if you look at it from that angle. Right. And this is kind of the same thing. Like, do you... At one, at some level, it does feel like Solomon was saying earlier, just like, well, the government told us not to, so we're gonna anyway. 
and that just that just seems stupid <laughs> i don't know why right? but then but then you also have the christians that are like we we don't have a spirit of fear let's meet anyways and continue on and i mean i i, I honestly see both both sides of you there so i'm kind of i'm kind of indifferent on it I but think at the, the same that... time yeah go ahead I, I think I think the people that are <laughs> the people who are saying we don't have a spirit of fear, let's continue to meet are the ones that don't expect to die. Like if, if one of them died, then they'd be like, whoa, I thought I didn't have a spirit of fear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think this is something new all Christians are having to face. Like we've never really had an issue. Yeah. I mean, not in our lifetime. Do we do? Like, how do we respond to this? It's not like we've had practice, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, we've been that's what I was, had, that's what I was that's what I was thinking too of like we don't know persecution right. like seriously if we're right. going to call this persecution like the first century christians would have seen like seen this and thought it was amazing like what you get to just share christ all the time you get to listen to the bible streaming into your head all day for free with no like what that's not that yeah like we don't know persecution as far as um don't meet and don't whatever even today in china the the underground church in china mm is has real persecution that, that that we'll most likely i mean we you know never known in our lifetime so if we're going to say this is like government persecution or trying to shut us down or whatever it's just not like this is just because like i said first of all they're telling all public places to lock down so it's not like christians only you know so we can't really call this christian persecution um but yeah there's the government element of like government's telling you to not meet so you not meet so who are you gonna fear god or the government you know it's like well fear not fear or anything but just be prudent and be wise of not right. trying to get my neighbor sick yeah yeah drew, drew said you can have a you can not have a spirit of fear but still have a spirit of wisdom which mm. i think was real that was right that was very wise drew spirit, <laughs> spirit of wisdom showing right there <laughs> very solid. Yeah. well we'll have to get drew, drew on, on someday man. to talk about it. something oh yeah definitely yeah <laughs> that'd be good he can uh, teach us is, some stuff is he local <laughs> sure. or is he somewhere else no he lives in wisconsin oh man okay so <laughs> but he he was actually born in san antonio and then lived i i met him as a kid you know, in wichita falls and uh so it was like childhood friend lifelong friend um but yeah he moved up to wisconsin now he like runs some business or something so yeah he's drew's a solid dude like like yeah he's a cool guy he just like has done a lot he graduated college when he was like 19 and uh yeah <laughs> and then like seminary when he was like 22 or something got his master's and stuff and yeah so he he's he's on it so yeah we that's awesome to have him on drew let us know what you, <laughs> we'll get you on about something right. yeah <laughs> so the weird the weird we got to talk a little bit weird about it uh abby can you give us like a breakdown uh, uh, uh give us a cliff's notes on this q thing that's going on okay oh so right, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> i want to know what's going i want to know what people think is going on because i keep seeing it pop up and i keep seeing it it's every everything trump says they're like does this mean this and i'm like well, right what? i don't know you i don't know what the you this can't is. say the word q and think in the same sentence <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, it's true and i don't and i don't i i could miss misspeak i guess so if anyone knows about q better than i do i just know what i've been reading and a lot of people think that q is basically letting the american people know we're about to go on lockdown we're about to go on martial law they're using coronavirus as a means to 
lock everything down so that Trump can go and arrest all the people in the government and the deep state and all the pedophiles. So like for instance, and Tom Hanks said he had coronavirus, they're saying that he had just got charged with child um, with pedophilia and that that was somehow all related. And I'm, and I don't know, I'm, my husband is so on board with Q and I'm not, but that's just kind of like, where if, I'm at. If there's proof of anything, I'll see evidence and proof of, right. of things. But if this is just yeah. like, I think this is gonna happen because he said this thing this way. <laughs> and now how that makes it like this conspiracy. I saw that in like all the, all the, like the next celebrity who's gonna get it is this person and they didn't get it. And the next person that got it was like Idris Elba or something. I didn't see Dude, Idris Elba's so- name in there. I didn't see Kevin Durant's name in there. I didn't Somebody see- said the Pope was going to get arrested before the end of the month. So that's I heard that too. If the Pope, if the Pope gets it arrested, is- I'm all, I'm all in. But there's no way that's going to happen. And they're definitely the tying it into all the all the CEOs <laughs> stepping down. Yeah, not. The- <laughs> <laughs> what if the twist is Tom Hanks does get arrested and he's the one who's supposed to be the real Pope right now? <laughs> Tom Hanks is supposed to be the Pope. <laughs> that's a movie I'd watch. Like if Forrest Gump became yes. the Pope. <laughs> but that's so like, okay, convicted and whatever. In what state, by who and where? And why is no has nobody heard about this? Why is there no record of this? It's too detailed. What like What's something that Q has said that came true? <laughs> and he had to say it before it happened. Anything? I, I, gu- I guarantee you, yes, I guarantee we can get a Q fan on here that could help us all understand. Well, I don't want to do that. That's, that's a recipe oh for disaster. Yeah. <laughs> you're, my, you're my buffer between the conspiracy crowd and myself. Like, I want to talk to somebody who's not quite there. You're, you're my life straw for conspiracy theories. <laughs> I know, but we need to get somebody on that's full-fledged in so oh. we know what the theories are that's coming out. They don't have. No, they're gonna. Cams. They're just gonna have that Guy Fox mask on though. From <laughs> that's all it's gonna be. Some hoodie in that little mask. Oh, that's the worst. God. <laughs> it makes me real angry, by the way, that that's the anonymous mask and not the Guy Fox mask anymore. Yeah, that's a. V but for he was the anonymous mask. Anonymous mask. The the mask for that anonymous uses is from yeah. a comic book, V for Vendetta. Like that's where it comes from. It's supposed to be Guy Fox. It's a British thing, but they. Well, like, you know v, like V for Vendetta with Antonio Banderas? No, that's not correct at all. Are you thinking of Zorro? You racist? <laughs> oh, <that's Zorro. laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she got her Z's and her V's mixed up. That's close. That's close. You don't know. V for Vendetta. No, In my v for own Vendetta. world. <laughs> I think V's on Netflix. If you get a chance, it's a pretty good movie. It's not bad. Okay. Yeah. Read the comic too. Oh man, the comic's so comic's dense. It's it's good, it's but Alan it's Moore. dense. I know, yeah. and it's not as good as Watchmen. <laughs> Watchmen's I don't know. Watchmen's all right. It's not. It's it's very it's 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 like it's very it's a good deconstruction of the superhero, but it's like okay, when I'm reading comics, I don't want to watch that. You know, right? I like, yeah, that. I don't want to. I don't want you to tell me that the things I like are stupid. <laughs> and the thing ever like. Alan Moore hates everything, but he even hates everything he's done. You know? You're an idiot for liking Watchmen. It's like, you made Watchmen. You made it, yeah. <laughs> Morrison had a really good point about how, like, if you look at Watchmen for, like, half a second, objectively, like, it's not – his whole thing was that scene where Rorschach is talking to the psychologist, and he's telling him the story about when he killed the first guy, and that the psychologist has, like, a mental breakdown. Like, oh, I can't believe it. It was such a grim story. 
Morrison was like, he's a, a prison psychologist. He hears worse things than that all the time, every day of his life. But this one, like, kind of not even that grim story broke him. Like, that's the one that does it. So that was a good point. That's the first time I ever looked yeah. at Watchmen, and I was like, huh, maybe it's not the perfect comic book. Maybe Dark Knight Returns is it's- better. Yeah, on our comic on our comic live, I'm gonna have to go to my stepdad's house and gather all the comics and show y'all. Be like, all right. Oh, please do. (laughs) There was a guy. This is a heartbreaking story, and I don't even know if I should tell it. With I'll leave the players out of it. But uh, we were at work one time. This guy came in, and he had a big Tupperware. And I work at a comic book store together. Yeah. Just. Just for context, for years. and yeah. we it, we had some high end comics. People would sell stuff like high end stuff. So this guy came in with a big bin full of comics, and normally when that happens, they had nothing. Like it's it's stuff that you don't want. Nobody cares about it. You just send them home and say it's too new. We can't do anything with it. Sorry. So this guy comes in and he opens it up, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know anything about comics. Just my uncle gave me these, and I don't want them. So like I don't know, like three hundred dollars if you can." We open them up and it has like some jams, like first Punisher appearances in there and like some real, real good stuff. So we're trying to look nonchalant about it. And we're like, $300 right there. Yeah. We're like, let's just, we'll call the manager and see if he's okay with that. It's kind of a lot, but we'll see. So the owner comes up and he takes a look at it and he starts going through it and he's seen everything and he's kind of trying to, you know, be cool too. So he walks over to the laptop to start typing stuff in and we're like, yeah, he said he only wants 300 for the whole thing. And he was like, yeah, give it to him, whatever he wants. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, when you're going through your stepdad's comics, like show them to us before you do anything with them because you might have some good stuff. Look on eBay. Yeah. See what they're going selling for on eBay. That's a good way. Yeah, to he. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to ask my stepdad to school me because he'll be able to be like, and on eBay right now, it's approximately blah blah blah. But at this website, you can get it for approximately blah blah blah, and he'll know <laughs> all that detailed information. Wow. Well, I mean, the thing, the thing that we learned working there was things are only worth what people are willing to pay for them. Like, you can it's list true. it for whatever you want, but if nobody's buying it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Drew, this is my I'm, – I'm, you're going to be disappointed in me. This is, uh, this is my weekday whiskey. This is Evan Williams, the 1783. <laughs> <Weekday>. <laughs> yeah. It's the weekday whiskey. I know Drew, Drew has his own, uh, like, whiskey channel on YouTube. Oh. And I know. Dude, he's, okay. Like, now we know what he's going to come on and talk about, Christianity and alcohol. <laughs> there you that's go the, that's the topic i'm drinking <laughs> good. like a cheap beer that i bought at central market yeah el jefe okay it was one of those that like the they have them individually at central market for like a dollar fifty yeah so i just grabbed like a couple of different ones but maybe this will be a redeeming thing bad. drew this this glass is a little like map ish thing of uh globe life park in arlington the baseball uh the texas rangers baseball field it's got like a little diagram and it's like all the streets and stuff around it lauren got this for me for christmas speaking of when what's going like basketball season is done we're we're not playing basketball anymore are you like are you like waiting to hear what they're gonna do with baseball season i don't even know when it starts opening day has been pushed back i I think like not even i think past may or like the end of may or something which is crazy which is really really sucks but man i don't know they keep saying summer is gonna it'd be a good thing if like if it gets hotter which for san antonio it gets really freaking hot so uh if that if if heat is a, is gonna get rid of coronavirus we're gonna be done with it in like a month so yeah, yeah it that's true hot here in texas <laughs> so i don't know man there's so many factors with this whole coronavirus thing of like just 
so here, here's the thing too. So we're, our church is going to be closed for eight weeks or we're, that, that's, that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying for everything. That's what they're saying for schools. That's what they're saying for churches, for bars and clubs and, and grocery stores or whatever. They're not grocery stores, but like all like non-essential or like right. you don't really need to meet whatever is uh, closed for eight weeks. I don't see people staying inside for eight weeks. Like I, I, what I think is going to happen is there people are just gonna be like, I gotta, this is ridiculous. Like I'm just going to take my chances and I got to go to work or I got to go do something or whatever. I think we're going to go for a few weeks and then, and, and that's a question too, kind of maybe worth exploring of like, what, what's going to happen? What if I go to a restaurant and sit down? Are they going to kick me out? Are they going to call the cops and like arrest me? They're talking about curfews and stuff. What if some people after a few weeks are like, I don't care. I'm just going to go do something. And I then mean, maybe they, maybe they do maybe at that point you do get arrested. That's crazy. Cause like I see people kind of going along and like, Hey, I want to be healthy. I want to be wise about this and like, you know, not, not get grandma sick, whatever. But yeah, after like four or five weeks, of just like staying home and not intentionally not going out and doing anything. I see people just like, I'm going to risk it or I don't care. And then, and then what's going to happen? Like you're just told not to, to do it. It's that, well, I mean, I don't know. It's weird. It, it's not a unprecedented scenario for the United States government to decide to lock up citizens for the safety of the country. Like, it's not like that hasn't happened before. Yeah. Like, it, when in 1940, if you were Japanese, you were going to an internment camp and there wasn't any conversation about it. So, Gosh. I mean, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that if you don't want to play ball, we're going to make you play ball. Yeah. I mean, I think we're all kind of playing it by ear. They say eight weeks. They're kind of putting these deadlines on, on stuff and time limits, yeah. but I think we'll play it by ear. If we see like statistics drop, Drew made a good point. He said, um, the whole goal is to give it a few weeks. It's not about prevention. It's about slowing the spread, hmm. right? We're trying to flatten that curve or whatever, right? right? Like that. But I've also heard stuff about like, we're, we're don't expect a flattening of the curve. Expect a roller coaster where it's kind of up and down or whatever. And it's like, what do you know what to do about that? So, I mean, that's I what know, I, I thought it's we crazy. were. I assumed we were riding the wave and we were at the crest and eventually we're just going to come down and it'll <clears> kind of level out. But now it's like, well, we don't know. Yeah. Right. It's it's completely unknown. That's that's what's nerve wracking about it is like we don't we really don't know. Right. Yeah. So are are you are your your kids in school or they're not in anymore? Are you only homeschooling the young one? Yeah, my oldest one isn't homeschooled, but they're out of school. Um, they released a video yesterday that said that they're gonna they're not going back up to spring break. They were out for spring break this week. That they're not going back and they're looking for online options. Oh yeah, and then I had heard, and I'm not sure if it's true that around the Dallas area they had um, canceled school for the rest of the year, and they're going to go to all online. But I I don't know how true that is. What about San Antonio? And then I, I homeschool my youngest, so yeah, yeah. I think we're going online. Like a lot of the school districts are closing, and um, not like even people graduating, they're kind of like pushing that back and stuff. And they're trying to figure out how they're going to do that of like how they're going to graduate are going to graduate after the summer or what. But um, yeah, I think online options and what's going on. What do you all think about home, like school, like government schools versus homeschooling just on principle in general, as far as like that whole thing, what, what do y'all, where, where do y'all think about it? We all got kids, you know, so what do y'all think? When we were growing up, I wouldn't have thought it was a big deal, but what like homeschool? Now? like the difference between homeschooling and public schooling like when we were growing up i wouldn't have thought it was that big a deal to go to public schools like what's it's school you know what it's not like you're getting propaganda at school you're just going to school 
but now like it's completely different now i'm like yeah homeschool all the time always for sure yeah yeah well oh you froze froze up the government they're like they're talking about public (laughs) schools shut down freeze them i don't know i think i'm frozen yeah yeah um my internet keeps cutting in and out but i think that's kind of a sad place to be like we shouldn't a lot like a lot of parents are frustrated and like stressed out about having their kids home all the time and that's kind of a sad place for us to be as a country yeah yeah that's been funny because like you know my wife stays home and she watches our takes care of our kids during the day my son is three and my, my my daughter's one so and then we also watch my niece so she's got three kids she's taking care of all day and uh and people are freaking out of like what my kids like uh, what am i gonna do with my kids what am i supposed to do with my kids <laughs> right. like i mean raise watch them? them i don't know <laughs> <laughs> like, raise take them care of them yeah right. take care it's funny how how recent like government school and public school is like that for for the majority of mankind of, of humanity school was the education was the family's responsibility was the parents responsibility mm-hmm. and just this idea of free school was like oh okay well let me just send them off you know to have someone else instill values and and that's what's happened like honestly like our plan we, our plan is to homeschool we're gonna homeschool we're gonna go through like doug wilson's uh um classical christian education program which uh fuses like the Greek classics of logic and rhetoric and stuff with Christian values and stuff and with, for like a full education. So we're going to go through that. That's our plan with our kids, which starts at like five. So that's our plan. And I, I think public schools of the majority are not good and yeah. they're just not their kids, kids get through it. it. It really, it really trains kids for the clock in clock out mm. mentality. They teach you, uh, what to think and not how to think. It was all cramming for the test. Just get the test, pass the test and be done. Kids graduate public school. They don't know Jack and they don't know how to even think. They don't know how to make decisions and right. decide things or just think logically, think critically, because that's not what they're supposed to be doing in school. They're supposed to be passing a test and they're supposed right. to get more money for the district. So, and it's just, it's, it became this chase of just of chasing money, chasing uh, test scores and everything. And, yeah, I think government, like, it's just so many people, so many, like, I remember, I, cause I was homeschooled from, like, third grade to 10th grade, or to, like, ninth grade, and so I went to public school in 10th grade, and I remember thinking, like, oh, I'm gonna be behind, or I don't, you know, our, our homeschooling wasn't as, like, rigid schedule as a public school is, so I'm gonna, like, not know things, or whatever, and I got to public school in a major city, in a good school district here in San Antonio, and Think and then my first, I think the first thing I said was, "Mom, public school is the biggest waste of time. <laughs> like we're just sitting here waiting for the bell to ring. Like what are we doing? Like we, I would be, I would be done by like twelve or one at home to like, get my work done, and then I can have the rest of my day. And and I think about what I did during the day homeschooling and what I did at public school and think, what do I, what kind of lifestyle do I want to train my kids for? Hmm. It would be right. to work from home. It'd be to make your own schedule It'd to have some freedom. It'd be to do things, think outside the box and actually learn and know how to think, not just, Hey, the bell rings. And now I get up, I sit down, I stand up. I got to raise my hand and go to the bathroom. And it's just this like cubicle mindset that we're, that we're setting people up for. And that's right. what it trains people or prison. 
true. You know, it's, it's, it's public true, school though. trains kids for a cubicle or a prison, and that's what it is. So it, it's just it's it's insane. So I think there are smart kids that come through public school. There are kids who make it through and and do well and and all that. But I think a majority is just these like robot kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> like, drones, yeah. your drones. Yeah, these drones. Yeah. Well, I'm, it's. It's interesting that you said like the, the, the link between how you're just a cog in the machine in school and then you're just a cog in the machine at work. Yeah. Like that's all you know how to be. So people are freaking out. Like, I can't miss work. What am I going to do with these kids? Like, well, right. you got your priorities way backwards. Yeah. Yeah. And that's then we, we, we chase, and then, and then as, as, as parents, we chase this two income lifestyle. Yeah. And so, oh. and so we get trapped into that. And then, I mean, I know people right now who have two great incomes and they're trying to have kids and then wife wants to stay home and raise the kids and freaking out trying to like, <laughs> well, what are we going to do? That cuts all our, like, what are we going to do? And it's like, <laughs> it really is that like two income trap of, of doing that. And it's just become such an insane notion of people. Homeschooling is just an, in such a, like, it's not even a thought. It's not even a, a, a blip on anybody's radar of like, Hey, I could raise my own kids. Right. And, and especially as Christians, like Doug Wilson has said, if all Christians pulled their kids out of public school, it would collapse. Oh, yeah. Because like, there's sure. so many Christians in America that are that are go- putting their kids through this public school system that is, is it literally is a godless worldview. They're, they're well, teaching the philosophy of naturalism <laughs> is what's promoted. Oh, Corona! <laughs> Shut it off! Yeah. Shut it off! <laughs> no, uh, Wilson's new book, uh, Productivity, he talks about yeah. – how we're, we're not supposed to be efficient. We're not machines. We're supposed to be productive. We're people. Mm. And how the two are not the same, but like yeah. we think of them as the same. Like how much did you get done today as opposed to how productive were you today or not the same? Yeah. yeah, it's so crazy. Like, so just thinking, just kind of what, what my, my plans for my kids are, this might sound crazy to people, but I've seen it done and uh, it's so possible. Uh, my plan for my kids' education, which I'm assuming all parents have some sort of plan for their kids' education. I don't think um, they do, man. <laughs> I really well, don't think they do. Well, to throw them in a public school. And, uh, you know, that's the thing, too. We, Christians throw their kids in public school. So, the, uh, I'm sorry. I'm really, like, passionate about this. Right. So, like, this is a big, big deal for me. So, there's a big problem with Christianity of, like, oh, they go off to college and lose their religion. They stop becoming Christians. And... That's not when it happens. I agree. Sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> oh, you're good. <laughs> I know. Really like, are you okay? You got Corona's allergies. <laughs> I just had a sneezing fit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a sneeze, in this environment, a sneeze is not just a sneeze anymore. I know. <laughs> you about everything. <laughs> you have toilet paper? Get some toilet paper. Blow your nose. <laughs> I have my emergency, Will. <laughs> That's a get your go bag. You're sneezing. Yeah. No, but so we Christians send their kids off to public school and, and they're instilled with a godless worldview. That yeah, nothing, nothing the, in the public the school is focused on God. At all. It's avoided. And so, right. it, and, and to think there's any sort of neutrality of like, oh, separation of church and state, this is just kind of the neutral. There is no neutrality. Neutrality is a myth. There's no neutrality. A worldview is being taught. Religion right is being taught in schools a, right. a, literally a philosophy of naturalism naturalism is not a scientific theory it's not a scientific issue naturalism is a philosophy and that's being taught to our kids are they're being taught an actual philosophy of naturalism 
and yeah. that's what they're being taught instead of theism instead of theology of, of actual truth of the bible being taught to them so they're being taught that and Vody Bauckham has a really good quote where he said i'm gonna butcher it but he says something like um you know don't uh don't send your kids off to rome to be educated and to be surprised when they start speaking like romans because that's, that's what happened though. with the Greeks and the Jews and stuff. They would send them off to Roman schools and then they'd have this Roman worldview. And they're like, what, what happened? Why are you worshiping these pagan gods and all these things? And it's like, <laughs> you just send them for eight hours a day to be taught these philosophies and worldviews. And now you're shocked when they graduate and they don't have to go to church with you and they decide not to go to church anymore. But that, that issue, the issue of, 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 of christians losing their religion at, at when they go to college that is not a high school to college problem that's a nine years old to ten years old problem because they're not being they're not having values instilled in them of actual christian truth and, and truth of the bible instilled in them so they're just they're just biding their time they're just going to church with you they're going to youth group they're doing all the fun stuff and the cultural christianity until they get to college and they don't have to do the cultural christianity anymore so they stop it's not that they were full-fledged faithful Christians up to high school, up to up to college, and then be lost it. That's that problem started in middle school. That started problem started when they were seven, right? And weren't taught the Bible and weren't taught Christianity. Mm. So they it's just been in a latency stage. If we're going to keep the trend of talking about diseases and stuff, it's been in this latency <laughs> stage, and then finally show showing, showing symptoms when they go off to college and think, hey, I can do whatever I want finally. Well, that's I, not I, just I never believed this, and now I can just do whatever I want. That's that's not just regular school. That's Sunday school too. Like, well, I don't got to teach you about the Bible. You, I go to send you to Sunday school every Sunday, and then we go to church for two hours. You know what's yeah, going on? Yeah, sure. it's the same thing. People, are, Christian parents, don't want to teach their kids the Bible or education or math or literature or anything. So it's just it's like if I could pawn my kids off and just it's hard, <laughs> it's difficult because they were raised in it. We have entire right. generations of people raised in these government schools who didn't right. teach them jack except how to pull a lever. And so they're doing, they're sending their kids off to learn that same thing. One of the things about like, oh, I can't homeschool my kids because I'm not really qualified. Didn't you go to public school? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then why aren't you qualified to teach what they're teaching in public schools? Didn't really seem to do much before you did it, right? It's like, if you go through the whole public school system and can't teach your kids anything, then what did, what, why do you want to send them to go off to public school and not know anything also? <laughs> You know, they're not gonna be able to teach their kids anything. But I mean, so it's like it's a system to send your kids to. If you don't know anything, I mean, it's like you said, they grew up in that system. So it's like this is just what you do. You have kids, you send them to public school, they graduate, they go to college. Like that's <laughs> what you do. It's just what you do. It's just yeah. what you do. You get a job, you go to college, you just do what you do. It's the and American it's like, dream, man. Yeah, it's, it's just insane. It's so. But crazy. I mean, that's I was back to comic books. I was reading this book the other day. I forget what it's called. I don't even remember. But it was this kid, it's kind of autobiographical, and he was talking about the, the differences he had with his dad, where his dad was that. It was like, no, you are you have to be efficient. You have to be a, a, an efficient member of society and how, like, the people who grew up in the 60s had that mentality. Like, even Walt Disney, when he built Epcot, it was supposed to be, like, the, the, the world of the future where we're all cogs in a machine and we all do our part and we're all efficient and everybody helps everybody. Yeah. But they didn't have that idea of, like, well, maybe that's not the best way to do things. That's not the best way to be a person. Well, I think people still had a, a large sense of humanity in being part of the, the mm. culture of, of work and productivity. And they felt like I'm building, helping build something. Well, now it's not. Right. I mean, it really is. You're just a cog in the machine uh, more than ever. Um, we lost Abby. What's going on? I know. I don't know. I'm assuming she had a kid issue, but she'll get well, back at some point. Yeah. Let me get her back on. What's, but, uh, um, I mean, <laughs> my, so my plan with my kids 
and like I said, I'm going to probably sound like an insane person right now, but um, <laughs> as opposed to earlier, it's not insane. Uh, <laughs> so my, my goal with my, my educational goals with kids are uh, college by 16. So we're going to homeschool and do the classical okay. Christian education thing. And the goal is uh, to start college classes locally here at SAC or uh, the community college or, or just the local university uh, at 16. So most kids get their driver's license and start driving to high school. I guess they're hopefully going to get their driver's license and drive to campus and drive to and, and go to cl take classes. So it it's so doable. It's not even funny. So like the first the first two years of college are literally just a repeat of high school. Right. It's just, so you're not doing your major yet. You're not getting into the real things you want to do. It's just a repeat of science and math and, and English and stuff. So that the plan is to while they're in grade school, like seven, eight, nine, ten years old, go year round a couple of years and just do it then do skip the two years as soon as possible and then by the time they even have a plan of what they want to do they'll be two years ahead and they won't even know like they'll just already be on this two year ahead track and that that'll just carry them on through being 16 years old so 16 yeah graduate and then go to college also what i want my kids to do and this is the beautiful world of the technology that we live in and we're talking about kind of while we're not farming Hey, I would, uh, if my kids want to farm, that's great. Learn agriculture, learn right. livestock, learn all these things. Like what I want my kids to do is learn a trade as mm -hmm. well. I'll make it part of their schooling as far right. as like everyday kind of dipping into it. Uh, learn a trade that's welding or sewing or carpentry or working on cars or whatever, you know, just some sort of marketable trade that they can, that they can really know. And I want my kids to write a book by their six, by the time they're 16. Wow. That's so, lofty, man. Well, it's not if you incorporate. <laughs> so, so I, at, at about 13 years old, I want them to pick a topic that they really like. And, and by then they should have interests and skills. Right, right. So pick a topic you like, pick a, pick a thesis sort of thing. And then for 30 minutes as part of your class, it's going to be your, your book writing plot, you know, block or class for about 30 minutes a day. You're, you're going to have your book writing class and you're going to just work on your book for three years every day as part of your school make that a class you can get a 300 pages you yeah. get 300 pages on a topic the part so, of that that's the most crazy is like find a topic you're interested in like that was yeah. never a thing in school like that wasn't a, like oh i really yeah, like english right? well too bad you got to go to physics like exactly. okay i guess yeah it's like you got to fit your interests around all this other bullcrap so but yeah if we can if we can incorporate that into an actual just class kind of in their homeschool curriculum of like this is when this is your book writing class in 30 minutes just there you go you're just gonna sit and think and do research or write or whatever on this thing and then come up with drafts and get a paper get chapters get you know topics and work through it and so by this for, for three years working every day with that as part of their school work uh from 13 to 16 they'll have something that you can self-publish and put into a book so, and, and hopefully they'll have learned a trade as, by then as well. Right. Also part of their schoolwork, part of their daily activities and stuff. Instead of underwater basket weaving elective, they're going to have a trade. <laughs> they're going to have to do welding or, or wood shop or whatever. Well, I mean, that's, that's interesting too, because I, I saw my time at college as a waste of time, personally. Like I thought yeah. it was a complete waste of time. I, I didn't do, I didn't learn anything useful to anything that I had any That you didn't in. already learn in high school. Right, exactly. It was pointless. And then I, I took an art history class. But it was kind of one of those, like, my teacher was somebody who had, like, a, a relative interest in crafting. So it feels like they just stuck her in there, like, teach these kids art or something. I don't know. 
it's a waste of time. I went yeah. to a private Christian university. Some their real focus was like music and biblical studies. So everything else was kind of like, a, and that's kind of the danger of uh, Christian education, not classical Christian education, but Christian education where you get yeah. the, the, as opposed to the Martin Luther idea where it's like every tradesman is working for God. It's the idea of like, well, if you're not working for God, nothing matters. Yeah. Well, working the, for God means being in ministry. It's not classical Christian education. It's the right. cultural Christian education. Right, right. So yeah. I, college to me felt like a huge waste of time as opposed to like, I feel like you've laid out a model that sound that makes sense. And that's why nobody's doing it because it makes too much, it's like, it makes too much sense. Like learn something yeah. profitable, do get good at what you're interested in and actually do something with it. Yeah. So yeah. point being, I'm just going to drop my kid off with you for school. <laughs> hey man, I could, I, I'd, I'd, I'd want to start a school, but that'd be awesome. To I mean, that's what Wilson a- has going on in Moscow. I know their story was crazy because they had their kids and he just like had this thought like, Hey, I'm going to put them in school. And then his wife was like, I don't want to send my kids off to school, like to a public school. And he's like, okay, by the time they're ready to start school, I have, I'll have started a school. I'll right. start a school. <laughs> and then and now he has a college he found. And he, t- he talked about, I forget what book it was in, or it might've been a podcast interview where he was talking about the whole idea with Moscow, Idaho, why they, settled in moscow is that his dad had this idea of taking taking ground for christianity that had to be strategic and also doable yeah and he was like you know moscow is not a huge town town. so we can take it but it's a college town so it's strategic i think about that with something like uh amarillo or Mm. uh san marcos small towns but college towns right kind of the same idea and they talk about how like I think it was with Jeff Durbin. They were watching one of the – what's crazy is how much stuff comes out of Moscow and Canon Press. Like they're doing documentaries. They're doing books of all kinds, fiction, uh, yeah. actual reprinting literature. They're doing apologetics. They're just like yeah. everything that's coming. It's Doug so Wilson productive. Doug doing everything I want. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, I mean he's fighting on every front yeah. successfully and like making ground from yeah. this tiny town. One family in one town has yeah. just flipped it over. Yeah. And conceivably, there's families all over America that are in that Christian mindset that could do that thing. Like, yeah, imagine America- if we got ten families like that in this town. Right. You know? it, it's. I think about that all the time when I'm doing art stuff. Yeah. I'm thinking like, you know, this one. This is all young creatives. Like they're they're dying for something. Yeah. And this is not like a the art scene is not it's not New York it's not Los Angeles you could take the art scene here. Yeah. It's su- it would be super easy to do that kind of thing. Just nobody's doing it. Yeah. But I think a lot of Christians are afraid to do what you're talking about. Like, yeah, you know, actually, actually live the Christian life in a way that actually affects the way you live your regular life. Yeah. Yeah. So something that our church that, that we really focus on is talking about that idea of kind of affecting the city and mm-hmm. being a light to the city. And, that, and again, kind of as we're talking about this weird lockdown situation we're in, being a light to the city and um, just kind of uh, trying to lead the way with things. Uh, one of our kind of like, I don't know, life verses or kind of like verses that kind of define our church or what we want to do or our plans for the city uh, is uh, Jeremiah 29, uh, 5 through 9 is when uh, the Israelites are in captivity in Babylon and they're in this place that Mm. they're basically slaves, basically um, not even being occupied. They've been captured and they're being in exile in this godless city, this godless nation. Um, He says, 
chapter four, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I, whom I have sent into exile from, Is- from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf for in its welfare, you will find your welfare. But thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners who are among you deceive you, do not listen to the dreams that they dream. So basically, yeah, he's just saying like, look, you're in this, you're in the city, you're in this captivity, this godless sort of culture and worldview plant gardens build houses mm. families live in that city and seek the welfare of that city you know this is babylon right <laughs> so it's like why would i seek the welfare of babylon they're my captors you know but but here's here's god telling the israelites to do that and we've got a better situation as far as yeah. like, we're not necessarily captives in right. this godless anti-god city you know so that should be our goal is to just influence the culture influence society on every level and yeah it's so doable you know just just win people with the power of the gospel so the the biggest the biggest problem with american christianity is apathy like it's not that we can't do it it's just that we don't want to do it yeah it's just like well what we don't again it's the homeschooling it's not even on our radar it's not even on our radar that like i could raise my own children i could i could (laughs) you know what i mean it's like wow what do i do about my kids in public school take them out no, I well, we, mean, gotta, well, we have to work why well because we have this because our bills because our debt because our whatever it's like i don't have those things that that's the thing right. like, what's more important to you raising your kids and in, into believing real things in terms of eternity that are for their soul or well we got to have these nice cars in these house right and whatever and, it, and people just make that trade every day that's, i mean that's the american dream that's what we're spoon-fed yeah. everywhere we look like this is what you need this is success this is what it looks like and that's not the idea, the biblical idea of success is to know God. The, the worldly idea of success is to have stuff. Yeah. And that's, yeah. you know, on that, oh, that is where I have common ground with Abby, where she's like, we don't need to be chasing all of these things. It's like, yes, you're right. Because yeah. w- essentially yeah, we're working to true. fill a house with stuff that we never use, a house that we never go to because we're always at work for our kids that we never see. And, you know, we're just doing it because that's, well, that's what you're supposed to do. You get up, yeah. you do this, you go. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, geez. it's already 11.15. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a little off topic, but I feel yeah. like it was a good topic. Maybe we'll get this one next too. week. We'll get a yeah. Living as Exiles. We'll watch those Bible project videos and go into that. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good one. But um, don't freak out, people. Don't <laughs> panic. We have a God that is uh, has overcome. Uh, John 16.33 I've said these things to you that in me, you may have peace Mm. in the world. You will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Mm. And this, this, this world belongs to to Jesus. This world does not belong to our government or to stupid people who let viruses out and (laughs) and do things. This world belongs to God and he he's in control of everything. He knows what he's doing. He has dominion and and sovereignty and power over everything. And if he's in control, we know it's good and we can trust that. You know, it's not always necessarily safe as far as far as like you could die, but he is king and he is good. And so everything that happens is is for his glory. And um, we just have to trust that, that that's what's going on. So I hope this has been helpful and beneficial for people and um, just maybe brought hope, brought, brought scripture, brought the word of God to people. Um, but yeah, so leave us a comment. You know, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to 
answer them later maybe or respond and um yeah share this video uh like the share the page you know we're, we're still working on making this into an audio form only of like a, just a podcast and more blogs more content and we're just still trying to work on rolling more of those things out but um yeah Cool. And, you know, we, no reason that we can't keep doing this. So we'll probably be back next week. We do this from home. It's not like it takes yeah, time. We don't fire need up the laptops. Corona can't go. stop this. We're all this. How I do work every day. So we're good. So, I mean, in the meantime, find what you can do for God and do it. And just, yeah. you know, live a life. Absolutely. Thanks everybody for joining us and we'll see you guys next week. All right. See you. Peace. Bye.